This podcast is brought to you by Obey Fitness, a premium digital fitness platform that brings the most variety, the most engaged community, and the most fun you'll have working out to any screen anywhere. With 15 class types from HIT to dance, cardio, yoga, sculpt, to strength, Obey has something for every style, mood, and level. So you'll actually look forward to your workout for once. Later on in our episode, you'll hear from Anna, one of the incredible instructors at Obey. She's the one who inspired us to create a fun but fierce five-day program of some of our favorite Obey classes. On the menu, we have strength, Pilates, sculpt, dance, and we love these classes because they're so much fun and perfect for every level, so you can do them with your besties to help you stay accountable. We'd love for you to try out our program, and you can actually use code BGT to get one free month at Obey Fitness. That's obefitness.com. So text your group chat invite your friends to join in and press play on the five-day black girls texting program hey group chat i know y'all see my text there's tea to be spilled each week we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture news dating and our lives as black millennial women we're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can this is black girls texting with chelsea glenn and Shade. another episode of black girls texting it's me Shade. it's me chels pinky it's glenn at that's my cute oh my little, a little bit of a little melody i need one of those shirts glenn what's that brand again Mashoo, baby. Oh my God. It's so like reminiscent of the 90s to me. I know. It's like oh, classic 90s. Brooklyn, right? Um, red or reply. Yeah. Um, okay, ladies, what's what's popping on red or replies? Oh man. Um it's not good. It's bleak. bleak? It's quite bleak. Memphis bleak? All the bleaks. Uh, okay, what what's happening? Oh, well, I'll say one, but maybe you guys go first because I have to find it. <laughs> Um, yeah, my shit is pretty bleak too. I mean, I was trying to think of something that I was replying to. There's so much to leave on red, but I think I'm going to, um, leave on red, the New York sanitation and NYPD for throwing away the goods of a street vendor in the Bronx. Did y'all see this? No. On oh my God. Yes. Because like street vending is illegal allegedly in the city you can't vend like foods and goods on the street so there's videos of these sanitation workers going to a woman's fruit stand and taking whole watermelons pineapples and just throwing them in the trash it'll be hard for you to see but look oh at them they're picking up pieces of food throwing it in the garbage can food especially is kind of is crazy yeah who wastes sick. food think about what the person who the vendor what they spent in order to have that merchandise not only is that money down the drain but we are not in a position to be throwing food away in general in the middle of a pandemic it's disgusting like i i, I can't literally i can't understand it like all and that's just it goes like against, it's against the law it's like kind of evil shit away <laughs> it's so evil that's really all it is it's so evil like like are y'all people do y'all have a heart like you work for the city but are you a human being like do you recognize what you're actually doing like it's crazy to me like they're throwing away full full 
watermelons, pineapples, <laughs> berries. Like, are you sorry? This isn't ass? funny. It's a way that sounds like a smoothie. It. Full whole watermelons. <laughs> I'm just like, ooh, I literally though cases of shit. Like they put in cases in the trash. Why yeah. don't they throw away them damn dirty hot dogs? Why are they gonna turn, throw away fruit? Whole time, that's if you think about it. Those those stands are probably like taxed by the city. They're like approved by the city, so they're not doing shit about those. Guys, those like, are so gross. Hungry. Literally, and they're nasty. They they're smell disgusting. bad. I mean, there was there's a there was a garage near my old house, and it had like all those like hot dog carts, mm-hmm. and they would open it up in the morning, and roaches would run out. Ooh, you're Ooh. lying. No, it was disgusting. I used to always be like, oh, I, I, you know, I don't eat meat. If y'all listeners don't know, I've always been wanting, wanted to have that like New York City moment of getting like a hot dog in Central Park. No, but not no. from there. You could go somewhere else. No, don't. Like do from it. a cart. It's I gross. mean, you know, it's like it's no. Like a I'm New saying York you could go City anywhere. Moment. You could go to like a hot. Like I was a Grace Papaya fan forever. Like Ew, if you really they don't have a dog, cart on the street. Do though. that. Ew, that gives you diarrhea. Yeah, but it's fire. And I guess, yeah, Gray's is a classic New York institution. But yeah, fuck all them people for throwing those people's shit away. That's crazy. Um, If you want to know more about like what's going on and get um, involved, there's a page on Instagram called the Street Vendor Project. They Mm -hmm. held several um, protests and demonstrations in the city last weekend. And I see now that they're going to be hosting a resource fair for street vendors um, to learn and with community organizations organizers uh, to learn the rules and regulations of NYC street vending and apply for excluded workers for the excluded workers fund. Um, Yeah. Just Mm. some bullshit. That's terrible. And then I'm going to reply to, and usually I don't love this, but you know how your, your album on your phone will show you like where you were last year or whatever. And usually Mm -hmm. I'm like, God damn. Like, wow. I was like traveling. I was skinny, whatever. (laughs) But it's like amazing. (laughs) to look back and and just see like I've been like reminded of really amazing memories as I've been seeing these albums and kind of I'll share this on a future episode but I'm in a moment of transition and it's been kind of cool to look back and just see like how far I've come and all the things that I've done and so many of the things we've all three done together like so many memories we've made you know so much can change in a year it's so true it is so true anyway what's up with y'all I saw this thing on Instagram and so, oh shoot, God damn it. You lost it. I lost it, but I got it now. Okay. So the creator of Power Book 3 and Raising Canaan Uh, posted, Mm -hmm. as as Raising Canaan's first season ends and BFBMFs begins, I feel compelled to point out that other than the NY Post, and New York Magazine, not a single mainstream media publication has reviewed either series, not the New York Times, Washington Post, the LA Times, across the country, nothing, not even trade pop publications like The Hollywood Reporter and Variety. And to be clear, I'm not asking for positive reviews. If you don't like the show, shit all over it, that's fine. But to ignore them altogether is to say that all these stories, this work, these actors, this audience doesn't matter. And that's we all know what that is. It's racist. Mm-hmm. And it's very fucked up. And I just wanted to highlight that although 50 Cent is very problematic, mm-hmm. his shows are very good. Like Raising Canaan, I was like, what's going to happen next? Like, I mean, they're like soap operas, but the fact that like no one even talks about them 
to me is like so just blatantly racist. And not to yeah. mention, we had Patina on this show. Mm-hmm. Patina Miller, is a, she's a Tony Award winner. Like she's she's not like some riffraff off the street. <laughs> <laughs> and even if she was, it would and be an amazing thing was. to see her in her breakout role. Oh, and it is kind of like a breakout role for her on like a prime is it called prime time prime time show like leading lady like this is a story and the fact that power has created like all of these different fucking series and they all still hit like this is crazy actually. yes and and last night i saw because they were doing the um the preview i guess for tommy's show that's gonna come out because he's mm-hmm. getting his own show too um, can't wait so it was oh, like, wow. Damn. It was like, welcome to the power universe. And I was like, I know this is Loki, some fucking Marvel DC type shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. that his own universe, like where you understand the characters, mm-hmm. like, you know, that this is young Kanan. I remember jukebox from like, pa- like old episodes of power, like cool. early in power. Yeah. yeah. And power has been out forever. And the way that they keep creating these spinoffs and all the spinoffs are actually quality. <laughs> I don't see that show going anywhere for a long time. <gasps> and it's people need to recognize like the shit's here to stay wait glenn are you caught up on power book i didn't see the last oh i didn't see the last episode ah, i'm gonna watch it like this evening uh, i think i know it. jukebox story now damn i have an idea me. of what happened like the only thing i'm thinking about is how she gets into the working for the police yes is that what you were thinking yeah yeah because she's like making friends with them now she's all key. cool with them and that one lady is like maybe a lesbian so i think that has something to do with it i was thinking the same thing but she's gonna be crooked though crooked guy. yeah um okay so is that that's my red and my reply is what's my reply <laughs> maybe it's that maybe it's like to piggyback off of what you said like yeah last year or even like two years ago i feel like maybe it was two years ago where we were tra- all traveling so much. I know Shadi's still always going to Mexico, but for the rest of us, um, <laughs> um, also so many good things have happened. So I'm gonna reply to that. Yeah, I love this positivity. positivity. Oh, so many things I want to leave unread. So many things that are annoying me. What shall I pick? <laughs> Damn girl, what'll it be? No, because the internet is just so like. give us a few what is going on or give us if you don't have any replies to two reds that's no because you guys were so positive i don't like all right first first off i will reply to just doing this partnership with obey um you'll hear more of this on the interview but we were talking about like how now it feels like especially the wellness space and like health like exercise is really opening up more to black people especially black women like glenn is obsessed with spike spin um there is like a pilates i don't know if they're black owned but it's giving black owned there's a pilates studio like in bed style like literally right around the corner from me they have two locations and it's like i always see mad black women in yeah. there with their bonnets and wraps on and i have my hair wrapped since i was yes. i was deep conditioning my hair at the same damn time and i just threw on a little wrap went in there did my stretches you know? i i love that um and it, i think like the more and more like you know some of these big companies you see they start to grow and they like really lean in on like their trainers but before it would be like a very skinny nothing wrong with skinny but you know typical um very 
challenging to attain body types for most folks, lacking melanin. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't, you wouldn't really see, you know, curvy girls, girls with their heads wrapped and all that stuff. So I was excited. And it was nice to talk to her kind of about like how she even like started to like accept her body and understand like that she belonged in these spaces. So I'm going to reply to that as I get back on my fitness journey, getting it back together. (sighs) Now for my red, I, why people will really like argue in, in, in IG comments and like, and like have these psychotic, (laughs) like, you know what, let me, let me backtrack because I'd be arguing with sometimes when I have time. Sometimes you got to let your shit off. Yeah. When I have time, (laughs) but you have really seen, I think the emergence of people who think they're like experts on Instagram, like argue uh, like th- I'm, I'm trying not to be too specific around like what I'm talking about. Cause I'm just like, I don't want to get into it. No, say what you're talking about. So a lot of people are very upset that um, New York Robert. is requiring healthcare oh. workers to be vaccinated. And oh. no matter how you feel about it, whatever, like that's your opinion, but it's just crazy. Like when I go deep into the comments for people to be like, this has never been done. And then someone else would be like, this has been done. I have to get vaccinated for, I have to get the flu shot to work. And they're like, well, in Texas, it's like this. And they'll be like, well, in Arizona, it's like this. And it's like, okay, okay. Like, what are we doing? Like, what is happening? I just don't get it. I guess it's good. Like it is important that like people express themselves, but like, it just gets really nasty in these comments. And you know that these publications, i.e. Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, whatever, like they do this stuff just for like the spiciness of it. Um, I will say Shade Room sometimes does do some more like positive conversations, but for the most part, it's just mess. And I just need people to do better. I need like, you to log off, sis. Low key. I feel me? like every week you're like, these people on the internet is getting on my nerves. Like literally. They are. They week. are. <laughs> But because, and I do it to myself, it's masochistic. I'm like, you're doing it to your, exactly. It sounds like you have a pattern. (laughs) You know what I do a lot? I type out my response (laughs) and then I backspace it. So I get the satisfaction of like responding to them, but I don't have to post it. Do you know what it is for me? I'm doing like research. Like I'm trying to understand like, of this page's demographic, which these are all assumptions, but I'm like, okay, you know, this demo leans more towards black millennial this demo leads more because i'll be on all the pages okay and i'm just trying to see what they talking about i'm just trying to get a sense of where we are in the state of the world (laughs) and the worst we're not in a good place it's it's really sad it's really sad actually it's really bad but i just like want to encourage and i i will say this for myself as well like apply that energy and put that pressure on your legislators apply that energy and, and, and place that on getting people out to vote in their local elections. You know, that streetlight been out on your block for mad long, but you in the shade room comments. Because we can't even agree on whether or not people believe in government or whether or not people should vote. I mean, that's facts. That's facts. It's like, we have to, we have no understanding of each other. This like country is so divided. Yeah. But I'm like, fine, take that energy to your kid's PTA meeting and get them some vegetables. Pizza is not a vegetable, you know, like, just like, (laughs) Like, <laughs> says who? There's tomatoes on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like we could be like collectively putting this energy in other places, myself included. So that that's like maybe not my red. That's just my my ask of the people, please. Yeah, everybody seems very unwell. Like, I'm <laughs> that's Glenn's favorite word. Unwell. Yeah, that's my word. That's I just, I just, I'm not. 
I'm 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 worried about us. Not gonna lie. That's why I go in the comments because I'm like, where are y'all heads at? And then I'd be like, whoa, not in good places. No, we're not in a good place. Because at least I know how you guys feel. I even know even some of my friends who I think aren't are aren't necessarily fully aligned with like my my thoughts and beliefs, whether it's like political, economics, whatever. For the most part, I'm still like, okay, I get where y'all coming from. And then there's some people that I'm like, whoa, what happened? And that's all I'll say. <laughs> she said, what happened? <laughs> well, girl, you don't want to oh, go to God. Clubhouse if you can't handle Oh, Instagram. absolutely not. Absolutely not. I <laughs> These would... people are lunatics. Yeah, I would not survive in there. I would not survive in there. It's also funny how in Clubhouse, like someone will learn a word. And then all of a sudden, everyone uses that word. Like there's terms in Clubhouse, yeah. but like like fake terms, like the gulag is like if they remove, you, put you in the audience, right? From the stage. What does that like, mean? They're like, they put me in the gulag or yeah, they like, made me a gulag? Yeah, they put me in the goo. They put me in the gulag. It's like they took you off the stage and put you in the audience. There's all this, there's all this lingo that is Clubhouse lingo, right? But then there are also like real words, like ad hominem. You know how many people use that word now? It's like when you're having an argument with someone and you're like, uh, but I'm not. And someone's like, well, you're stupid. And they're like, well, don't don't use an ad hominem attack. But it's like one person brought that term to the app and now everyone uses it. Wait. OK, what? This is hilarious. Super fascinating as like a study in like yeah. linguistics and shit and like how worlds like how language like they have its own language. Like, yeah, like if- it's its own world with its own communities, mm-hmm. relationships, rules and language. Correct. Like, um, what's another one? Oh, my page got clipped. It's like if you get kicked out of Clubhouse and you have to make like a burner. I guess burner is an everyday word, but it's used a lot of that. What um, the hell is going on over there? Not people's girl. pages getting clipped. Yo, the uprising is going to happen on Clubhouse. It's like people are addicted. Like if if there's a guy on there who has literally had like 12 accounts because he keeps getting suspended because he says wild shit. He says all women are prostitutes. Like Ooh. black women are evil. Mind you, he's black. Um, evil? <laughs> Yo, I was walking down the street today, More though. focused on this evil than prostitutes. And then, like, She's like, maybe we do sell it a little. <laughs> She's like, well, that is like, fun, damn. but evil? Not now, I was walking down the street today, and this man was muttering to himself, fuck these black bitches. Oh, y'all bitches. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I started speed walking. I'm like, yo, people are really unwell. Like, that's the shit but- that you're muttering to yourself. What the fuck is going on? I mean, even though we're laughing, I do feel, and I think that's why I'm always like, black love, black family, right? Mm-hmm. Because like the state, the government, whatever you want to use, society has been ripping our families apart and like turning us against each other, in my opinion. Um, so it's like not funny, but like it's fucking funny. I see what you're saying. It's like rooted in some real shit. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like real shit, but like. It's the way how it manifests, like especially on Clubhouse, it's like gender wars every day, gender, then diaspora wars, gender wars, diaspora. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Also, like fucking dead all. Can somebody go in and delete all those rooms? Because it's only making it worse. And I don't think anybody comes to the bottom of anything in those rooms. They talk in fucking circles for hours. Okay, so I I used to think that, but I will say, because remember, I took a very long break coming back. Some people have evolved. Like now they don't misgender people. Mm. Now they oh, are wow. using like their, them. Um, 
they're still saying fucked up shit, but like now they kind of use the language a little better. I don't know. But it's just like in the topic of the room, not be like our, our, I don't even, I can't even name these like fucking clickbait titles. Can it be about like next steps? Can it be about action? Maybe taking all that talk and thought, yep. you know, there are a lot of smart people on that app. But- I was going to say shout out to the people like Miss Queenie. If you are on Clubhouse, she hosts great rooms, very educational, very action based about the black community i'll bet i'm gonna have to follow her because i still pop in there from time to time i know i saw Um, you there last night i know i was on there i was on there that was a good room actually i was in yeah whatever we could go down a rabbit hole with that (laughs) um does anybody have a hotline bling because i have one and it's ridiculous go for it my (laughs) you know who's blinging my hotline my plumber um (laughs) people trying to fix things so yours is probably way more sexy and exciting it's not sexy so um, my dad has my, com- you might know this Shade, but my dad bought me a computer when I was in high school. And for some reason, maybe this was the time of digital cameras and shit and my space. So I took hella pictures and I put them all on that computer. And so that I could put them on my, my space and shit. This computer yeah. is literally now 15 years old at this point. He has to, it has to stay plugged into the wall in order for it to work, whatever. The other night, this nigga starts sending me screenshots of pictures from the thing. And it's like in one picture, it's one of our friends smoking a joint in a clear, clear papers. Do you remember when I, I you might not remember the shot. It has no memory, but there was a time. I maybe, remember clear papers. Remember clear papers. It was like a thing. I think I got them from like a thrift store and I was so hyped to use clear rolling papers <laughs> and they never burned well ever. But however, the, the photo was taken there was a flash on the, it looks like there's something white in the paper. So my dad sent it to me like, that's cocaine. Y'all was <gasps> smoking cocaine lace weed. And I'm like, no. We oh, even if it, we were, Zoomed that's in. a long time ago. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what you gonna say now? What do you mean? The and it's, is it's done. like so many things. It's like me holding a bottle. Like, and he just kept sending them and sending them. And you guys have a conversation? Sending them. And I was like, stop please stop like it was just stressing me the fuck out first it started with pictures of like me and my parents on like a family vacation me and my aunt Mm, and then he started getting crazy I'm like yo I was having palpitations I'm like what's next because you know I was reckless in high school and taking pictures of everything all the shenanigans well I mean you're about 30 years old now so right we're going to move was, on like, fucking with me, but it was just ironic to me. It was just like funny to me. Mostly like he had time. He had the nigga <laughs> had time. He time. had plenty of time. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. On today's episode, we are so excited. We're chatting with Anastasia Clark, Obey fitness instructor. Straight out of the gate, it's a party in any class. Her infectious, playful, undeniable energy will get you going full force from the minute class starts. So expect her dance workouts to have some serious athleticism, aka you're going to be sweating. <laughs> graduate of the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. She also completed Alvin Ailey's Summer Dance Intensive and is an in-demand fitness pro who's an all-in, full-out song is Beyonce's Countdown. Absolutely. Hero is her mom and raised her and her two older siblings all on her own. And we're going to learn even more about you. But this bio is like fire. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the group chat. Wow. It's so 
interesting sitting here hearing people just talk about you. I know, <laughs> right? Your praises. Um, yeah, that's that's just some that's of it. That's who you are. That's only a taste. <laughs> that's only a taste. I love these bios. Also, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You are our black girl doing shit. So we have a segment where each week we highlight like dope black women. Um, and I didn't, I, 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 I messed up because it's been a long okay. day of recording, but that I, that I had to give you that like accolade because that's how we Aww. praise black women who come on our show. So I want to make sure I make I that shout out. That. And that thank plug. you so much. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. chat. Thank you for joining us. I think we're just going to jump right in. Um, and we're just dying to kind of know like how you got into fitness, how you got into Obey. Like give us a little taste of who you are. Of course. Um, first of all, love y'all. I did like a little <laughs> stalking on Instagram and Spotify. <laughs> You're hilarious. Um, so you. it is an honor to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Um, so I was born and raised in Portland, Maine of all places. Oh my gosh. Um, I know. So that's a long story itself. But to keep it kind of short, I, you know, grew up in a Maine is like 90% white and mm-hmm. I have a mixed family. So it was weird at first because I didn't have people that looked like me growing up and I loved to dance. I still love to dance. That was my dream. So my mom saw that and she was awesome. She was like, we're going to put you in dance classes and we're going to get you in theater. And we did that. We made it happen by cleaning the studios so I could take free classes. My mom wow. volunteering um, as stage manager, just whatever, whatever she could do to let me do the things that I should be able to do, but can't because of financial reasons. So um, shout out to moms. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's how fitness kind of started. I mean, dance is extremely athletic. It is so demanding on our bodies. You go through crazy injuries. You're just doing things that the body kind of low key shouldn't be doing. <laughs> and <laughs> but that was my dream. And yeah, so I went to Dean College. I got my associate's degree there in Franklin, Massachusetts. And that's when I learned that I really wanted to learn more and explore more. So I dropped out actually and moved mm. to New York. York City. I didn't technically drop out though. I got my associate's degree. You know, she did something. And then, <laughs> yes. and, you know, she got her associate's degree. I was like, I don't want to stay for another two years. I really want to go to a conservatory and just focus mm. on the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that. And I was there for a, it was weird the semesters because it's a conservatory, um, like a year and a half. I graduated from AMDA in 2012, booked a dance company and was like, oh crap, I need a place to live. Rented a room for $600 in the Bronx, lived Mm -hmm. with five other people in one bathroom. Such a New York story. (laughs) Oh, the dogs are such assholes. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I swear? Yeah, you can curse. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, uh, yeah, just a New York story. Exactly. You know, I worked at Chipotle. I worked at Whole Foods. I was bartending. I was a server in Dykeman, like just doing whatever I could, but also auditioning and dancing. And everyone and probably thought you it. were Dominican. <laughs> everyone thought I was Dominican. <laughs> oh my God. I lived in the Spanish Bronx in Kingsbridge. Everyone thought I was Dominican. It was hilarious. And I'm like, I'm really not though, but thank you. <laughs> Um, shout out to the, uh, shout out to the Bronx though. Cause I will say living there for two years prepared me. Yes. Okay? 
mm-hmm. prepared me. But um, how did fitness start? I working like a hog mm. at like three different jobs, and I was not really happy. And um, I wanted, I needed something to fulfill me. Uh, if you're a dancer in New York City, you know the struggle of constantly auditioning, mm. hearing no, 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 no. Booking a job, getting paid $50 for it, or Whoa. not getting paid at all, just like getting ripped off. Um, it's, it's, it's a really tough industry. And I was, I just wanted something more. And I saw that 305 Fitness was holding auditions. I've never heard of them before. And it said, no fitness experience necessary. And I was like, that's me. I have no fitness experience, but I can dance. Mm. So I went to the audition. It was a big audition. I believe I was number like 250 something, 54. And the next day, they only called back nine people. And they ended up hiring just four instructors. Uh, And that's how the journey began. I started teaching like four or five classes a week. And then it turned into like 10 classes a week. And I started personal training. And, you know, the rest is history. But it did start at 305 Fitness. So shout out to them. I'm still with them. I love them. Uh, Yeah. It's yeah. such a long story. And then how did I even get to obey? <laughs> well, I want to get into like that. Six and, years ago. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear how you got to obey in a second. But I'm curious about, like, as you made the transition from being a dancer, you said you didn't have any real fitness experience. And then you're, like, leading a class. Like, what does that look like? And where do you pull, like, your energy to be, like, how do you decide the kind of mm. instructor you're going to be? I love um, that question. Um, because first and foremost, it is so scary putting yourself out there when you've never done it before. And I was used to putting myself out there in auditions and, you know, hearing no, 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 but I've never been in a space where I had to put myself out there and actually like lead a class of 30 plus people and everyone's watching you and depending on you. Mm -hmm. That is scary. Mm -hmm. And I grew up with a speech impediment, so I didn't oh want my to gosh. talk to people. I, didn't, I was really nervous when it came to teaching classes. Um, however, I learned who I was as an instructor and a leader through my four and a half years of teaching at 305 Fitness. And that gave me the most confidence inside the studio and outside of the studio mm-hmm. as a woman and as just an instructor alone. So yeah, it, it was, it was, it was really scary. It was at first because you do have like all these eyeballs of people you've never met <laughs> staring at you like, okay, tell me what to do. And you cannot at one moment be like, ah, oops, uh, right. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. So I, I kind of start to put on a persona um, where I don't, it's me. Well, this was before when I first started, but I had to, I, when you take my classes out of obey, I mean, I'm 100%. That's Anastasia Clark, like authentically me. But when I first started, I had to force myself to be like, you can't be shy, Anna. Mm-hmm. So own the room and just whatever happens, happens. And you just have to own it and act like that was supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, because it is a really tough class to teach. If you've never taken 305 Fitness, it's like a 55 minute nonstop dance cardio class. We are mm. consistently thinking on our feet for the entire class. So um, it, it, it was the best thing to happen to me though. Um, I think it was the best studio for me to get picked to work at. Um, mm. Yeah. And it's, been a journey i mean from there personal training started equinox at one point wow uh 
working and teaching at Tommy Hilfiger for their clients, uh, Spotify and Venmo. Just uh, it just brought in so many things, and yeah. I know it's crazy. And now Obey was yeah. Like, and I was going to say now Obey where that must be kind of an interesting balance too, because you're like alone in the studio, but you're still engaging all these mm-hmm. people that you can't really see. Um, and you're still bringing all that energy and you're on camera. Like this is a whole different kind of. Yeah, it's space. definitely different for sure. I I will say when they first reached out, I wasn't actually available because it was during, uh, you know, the pandemic and I was home in, with my mom in Maine. So I couldn't, I wasn't available. And then I went back to New York and I was like, okay, I'm free now. Like, let me audition. So yeah, like it was weird a little bit because <laughs> mm-hmm. you are just in this white box by yourself. Um, but once I got on stage for like my first live class, I had the time of my life. Yeah. I really did because you, I'm never alone. I see who's taking class. I see the names in the cities. And I was blown away after teaching my first class, the response and feedback that I got from the Obey members. And you connect the names and the cities with faces now. So right. it doesn't, I don't feel alone. I really don't. Like yeah. I, I'm i by myself physically in this box, you know, with one production crew and an instructor that's up next. But yeah. <laughs> I I do feel that energy of just like, wow, we have people from like all over the world taking class at the same time. And yeah, like, that's, that's cool. like your community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, like we have the best community at Obey. Like hands down, I was not expecting this like family from so far away that truly believe everything <laughs> and like that, that, excuse me, that believe in you and mm. love you and like, they're bringing you in their homes, technically, you know, like I'm on yeah. TV screen. So it, I, I take that very seriously and I, I'm very humbled and I, and I, and I'm, I just, I, yeah, I love, I love this community a lot. So shout out to our Obey fam. That's, yes. beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. So yes. when we were thinking about, you know, this conversation and like what fitness and wellness means to us, like we're really a platform to amplify Black women's voices and our experiences and like how much wellness is important to us. And I think at many times was kind of deemed like a luxury and like a space that we weren't very like open and welcome to. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to like have kind of a perspective on how you feel about like the importance of wellness and like something like this that was at one point deemed a luxury like for women of color or and just people of color, because I'm sure there's men who take your class as well, Mm non-binary, however they want to identify. So yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I love that question because I never felt comfortable when I was like younger. I would say like between the age of like 10 when I really started dancing seriously till probably my college days, I didn't really feel comfortable going into fitness classes. Like that Mm -hmm. scared the shit out of me. And Mm -hmm. it was mainly because I was like, I don't look like these women. I just don't. And that's not to put anyone down that has a body shape that's not like mine. Because I think everyone's beautiful, point, point, period, color, shape, or size. But the fitness industry was so sucked in on skinny and thin and mm-hmm. white. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think I ever took a fitness class until I moved to New York. Wow. Actually. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying really hard to make sure I'm not making that up. Uh, yeah, I never took a fitness class. I was dancing professionally and like taking classes, like dance classes. But I never felt comfortable Mm -hmm. like I just never yeah I never 
that's actually just hit me that I don't think I ever took a fitness class until I moved to New York and I was just like, got asked to come to a fitness class. But yeah, yeah I, I think now it is changing. It's evolving. I want all women, whether you identify as female or not, but like black women to feel that they should feel safe to walk into any studio and take that class. You know, I, th oh, the first class I took in New York was a bar class, which is like mm. bar. And Whoa, I'm very, the girls I'm like, love oh, bar. Right. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be weird. But I will say um, the instructor was so inviting and she was awesome. But I think we need to, I think studios in general now, especially that they're opening back up, need to really focus on who's at the front desk. Mm. who's welcoming you in when you walk into the studio uh what do your instructors look like mm -hmm. you know also which is also important who's working in management or i don't know marketing social media uh i think that's something that i've learned at just working at i've only worked at one studio at 305 but i i will say that they always made sure to include all types of people and types of color. So that way it wasn't looked at at like, okay, this is just an eye for white folks. Not to right, say yeah. it that way, but- It's, it's real, the way. truth. <laughs> yeah. Real. I mean, I think that's what's uh, yeah. dope about Obey is that like I can go on and, and select you as my instructor and kind of get introduced to this world and be like, okay, you know what? I can identify with her. And then maybe I might like explore other instructors, but at least you, you course, see that representation and you feel course. like this feels familiar. I feel like I can get comfortable here because mm -hmm. it's one thing to even like take the leap to get in, into fitness and start that journey. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so like on yeah. top of that layer of being like, ooh, this person doesn't look like me or like make me right. feel welcome. Right. Like it's, it's, it could be right. challenging. So I think yeah. that's really, yeah. Really and the great thing is, is like, you know, I I've had one incident where I took a class and like the instructor was like, well, you know, because you have bigger thighs, it's harder for you to do this move. Mm -hmm. And like that stuck with me. So of course I don't want to walk into a studio where I see predominantly thin people or white mm. people. And I don't like using the word thin. And what I mean by that is like, do you only work here because you look this way? Mm -hmm. right you fit the mold and yes. I won't even lie when I got hired at Obey I was like I don't think I can I don't know if I fit Obey you know mm. I'm not sure um just because I didn't know anything about them truly and then I talked to the team and I was like oh my god they're awesome and then I auditioned and I and then I just felt that they were like please be yourself like we don't want yeah. you to be anything but that and I am and you know, I haven't gotten fired yet. So. <laughs> Keep doing yeah. what you're doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, I do have fun. And the, every instructor at Obey, though, like, we are all completely different in the way we teach, the way we talk. Uh, the, we have so many uh, classes. Like, you really cannot find something that you would not like. Like, you're going to like something on Obey. If you're I like, I want to take five minutes. You can take five minutes. You want to mm -hmm. take 10 minutes, you can do 10 minutes. You want to do 28, which is our classic. You can take 28. But our instructors are incredible. And we're we're all so beautiful, yeah. like inside and out. And I felt safe. And that's and very important is like in any workspace, you want to feel safe.
Totally. Yeah. So, I've recognized yeah. that too. It seems like all the instructors have a story and mm-hmm. you feel like oh, yeah. humans. And to, to the earlier point you were talking about, like that anxiety of entering into a studio space. This is for all the people who are listening that like haven't taken that, that leap or are not, are like feeling a little anxious about getting their, their workout journey started. Obey is so great. Cause you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. I've been doing, I, I would do these like five minute workouts in the morning before I go to work and then I'm good. I'm done. I did it starts off my day. I don't have to commute to the gym, do all of that stuff. You know, it's very convenient and accessible. Um, I wanted I to that. ask you one final question, Anna. Um, you're all, in addition to dance, I noticed that you're into like strength training and like mm-hmm. like building um and you're, you're you look like a strong woman i bet you are um <laughs> not <laughs> I, I bet you are i bet you are I'm, I'm like look at those arms so i guess it's kind of like a twofold question like what is like how does that make you feel to know that you have strength like physical strength as a woman you know that's mm. like a thing that we don't that we haven't talked about a lot or like women that have muscular frames or are strong mm-hmm. then get like critiqued and called masculine or whatever. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I love that question. I love strength training. I love having toned arms. I love feeling and looking strong. I, anybody, I mean, I've had men be like, well, you look too big. I've had an ex tell me that I look too manly once. And you know what? I don't care because I'm stronger than half these assholes. I'd be trying to tell Correct. them that. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Like, don't even try it. No, I think strength, it, I, for me, like, I want anybody that takes my class to feel at their best self. Yeah. And I've had people be like, I don't know about strength. It intimidates me. It scares me. The great thing is, is that we have at Obey, like, beginner strength classes where we don't even use weights. It's just body weight. And then we have strength classes where we do have weights. And, you know, you can always work your way up there to mm-hmm. get to a place that you feel comfortable. So I always say try it. I, I Strength training, everyone should be doing it. But as a woman, for me, I feel – I feel the most sexiest, yes, when I'm in heels in my dress, but I also feel mm-hmm. the sexiest when I'm lifting like heavy weights and I'm sweating and That's there's mascara fire. dripping out of my yeah! head. <laughs> That's you know, fire. I'm just like, I'm looking at the mirror and I'm like, wow, like you really, you can really do this. You look good. Like That's oh, so cool. On. And it, yeah, it's really, it's very empowering because I didn't feel like this, you know, I'd say me, oh God what year are we in 2021 (laughs) where are we like where are we like six years ago on a completely different person i love that was like 20 pounds lighter not Mm. happy physically emotionally and it's not about like the way i look it's just about the way i feel Mm -hmm. and you know yes strength training does get you looking right for sure but um yeah i will i can't say it enough like women please strength train try it don't be scared ladies if you've never lifted weights yet like i'm serious try obey we have we got you we got you i got you just dm me ask me questions i'm always and (laughs) and we got you at bgt we're gonna have more on like what we're working with with obey and yeah. you know this is just the beginning we are so so glad that we were able to have you and like literally 
this is such a rarity, I think. Like we're starting mm-hmm. to see it more, like more women of color in this industry, yes. in this business. Yes. But like it's such a breath of fresh air to like hear your story and your experience and like you bring dance into what you do and you bring mm-hmm. clearly like your fire and your confidence into what you do. And I hope that this like inspires some listeners. Yes. yes. Oh my God. This was so much fun. I don't want it to end, but I know it's like, I know. Work, so it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been great. And we're really looking forward to continuing our work with Obey and I'm doing some strength training. If I could get my arms cut like that, girl, say less. Say less. Come Saturday, 10 a.m., Sunday, 10 a.m. Let's go. We (laughs) in there. We in the building. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I appreciate y'all. And have a wonderful rest of your night. You too. What would you do? All right. For the what would you do? This says, hey, BGT, I love your show, and I love the way it highlights your dynamic as friends. I have friends who I love dearly, but I rarely hang out with more than one of them at a time, even pre-pandemic. Am I missing out on something socially? Is it okay to not have a quote-unquote friend group? Oh, that's so interesting. Wait, wait, wait. So she has a bunch of individual friends. Individual. Mm -hmm. They're not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Individual friends, individual relationships. And she never has brought them together in like a group. Right. And is that okay? It's okay, but you got your calendar be open because it's like very easy when you just lump everybody in together. But like, (laughs) great, I saw you all. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Even if you have several groups, you know, Mm -hmm. one, 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 one. Yeah. All the time. It's interesting because in the beginning, in our old group chat days, when there was like seven of us in there, I could feel that we were becoming a group. And I remember being like, get me out of this group. I like, hate groups. I hate groups. I would but go around screaming. I hate shit. groups. What do you mean? <laughs> you hate groups. You're always in a group. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch this one go down. No. some popcorn. I don't, I, mean have, that, I don't like, mean that in a shady. I don't think that's a bad thing. I wasn't trying I to be shady. I think I go out in groups, but I don't think I have a friend group of like a solid five, five, six people. Like you have a friend group. I have friend groups. That's why I said one group to me is like, I could understand not having one group, but like not having any groups or like group A, group B. To mm. me, that's like a little, not, I, weird's the wrong word. Uh, unique like I don't think I know anyone who only has singular friends and like never puts them together she said every time she hangs out with them individually yeah but they could be just people from all over different parts of her life you know so yeah which is why I said I just think it's unique yeah because even even I have friends that from different parts of my life but now they're friends right you introduce people typically and those groups will like merge I don't know. I think what she's also getting at is something deeper, like the security of having like, like a chosen family kind of, and like a community versus these individual relationships. And I, well, I used to always say it in like groups, there is something that I've found that I'm like, I'm, I think I'm so yes, I guess I do be in groups. Like, I feel like I'm joining, joining a new group or like forming this new group um, that I've been hanging out with a lot on the weekends. And there's something like really beautiful about knowing that you're going to hit them up and be like, so what are we doing this weekend, girls? Like where we at? And that like when your special occasions come, these are all the people that will rally around you together and you guys have like shared memories and all that kind of stuff. Like it can be very beautiful. So as an advice, as a piece of advice to this listener, 
like, why don't you try to just throw a dinner party, invite all those people there, see what happens. You'll be surprised the kind of connections that people might form with one another. And it might be something that's like enriching for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will say that's not for everybody. Not everyone can mix their friends. Some people. And that's too, sometimes you want to be protective of your own relationships with people. Some for some and people they don't that starts mix. a lot of stuff. Um, Ooh, but, sounds like something you're familiar with. Anything? I mean, a bad mix. I mean, we had a bad mix for a minute. Oh, okay. I that thought you were talking about something, something recent. Yeah, and the, those oh, no. friends that, that all came friend, into our mix I was came like from all over the place. I was like, I'm good. really good when I'm with this person. I'm really good when I'm with this person. But for some reason, when all these people are together, it's not at all the same. So I wouldn't just say throw all your friends together. Uh, be thoughtful about it. Yeah, I'm thinking like a curated group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, it didn't sound like you. It didn't sound like you thought it was weird to have individual relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you are happy with your relationships, just because other people or many other people form groups doesn't mean you have to. Yeah, I'm just thinking about your time, girl. That's all. Or guy. <laughs> I don't think this person specified or non-binary person or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I've had moments where I tried to lump people in for the sake of time and it doesn't work. Like you want to actually have time with your people. So. Yeah, and then like, remember that episode with Molly and Issa? Yeah, they were supposed to have lunch and then Issa randomly invited Condola. I would be I've pissed. done shit like yes. that before too. It yes. does not, I don't like it that. It doesn't work. No, like no, if no, I no. Came that to you should to not you, do. That you should definitely not do without like advising in advance. And like, Depending on the friend, like, you know, your friend that's going to be like, girl, why, why did you do that? Versus your girl, your friend that's going to be like, oh, yeah, whatever. More the merrier. Mm. Well, yeah, maybe it's also last thing is like groups aren't always what they're chalked up to be, as Chelsea said. So I said that. Yeah, you were like sometimes when people mix. It could be it could go bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well, best, like best sometimes groups are great. Here's yeah. the thing. <sighs> I don't know your age, but like, this could just be how things are right now. And then you make new friends and you find group, like you're going to figure out all the different, like different dynamics you'll have over time. So it's not like something's wrong with you or like you have to change your interactions. You could. Mm-hmm. Correct the moon, no shmundo. All right. Chelsea, oh, take us one. out. Oh, yeah. So, guys, in case you forgot, we are an independently funded podcast. Therefore, we need your help. Please rate, comment, subscribe, and recommend to your friends, family, and acquaintances. Mm-hmm. We also have a website called blackgirlsexing.com. We also have a YouTube. It's Black Girl Sexing. Obviously, mm-hmm. so is the Instagram. So is the Patreon. And that's that on that. Bye. 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 Oh, and don't remember to don't forget to do. Don't remember. Don't forget to join our five day plan with Obey. We want to see y'all on the app. We're going to be doing these workouts for the rest of the week. And again, if you use code BGT, um, you can have a free subscription for a month. You can keep taking more classes. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. 
Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.